0: to another episode of Block Talk presented by Theorem of the Now. I'm your host as always, Michael Block. If you love the podcast, make sure you subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts so you never miss an episode. Leave a 5-star review while you're there. I am so happy to share that this episode is sponsored by our friends over at Daftboy. Daftboy is an LGBTQ+ owned and operated startup based in San Francisco, committed to creating high-quality and unique fans, accessories, and gear perfect for any occasion. Listeners of Block Talk can earn 15% off their purchase at daftboy.com with the code BLOCKTALK15. That's BLOCKTALK15 at daftboy.com. And as always, follow me on Instagram at MichaelBlockTalk, on Twitter at BlockTalkNYC, and visit TheInnerTheNow.com for latest news, reviews, and interviews. Put on your tinfoil hats, because I've got some hot takes and conspiracy theories. The only thing dramatic about Dragula Titans is the love triangle, and based on the DMs I keep on getting, we're all over it. The monsters took a trip to space to get their horror on, but which base gas bitch got beamed back to death? Listen and find out as we talk all things Dragula Titans, and joining me are two hot messes from outer space, ran and Shell, and the Alika Parsons. I am. um I, I shaved today. Now I feel like I should not have shaved.
1: Yeah, no no- shave november,
0: november. <laughs> no i see i i don't do beards i've never really tried to i just know um shockingly it would not look good it would be a little patchier than it should be so it's i don't do the, the beard best, thing then. it's for the best
2: um, i only do it from october through january because mental health awareness and because i'm lazy you lazy no <laughs> wow shocker um lots more revelations like
0: that this episode i'm sure
2: Oh, you know, I have some opinions.
0: Mm-hmm. All right. Well, as always, I must leave the disclaimer. This is an entertainment podcast. We're discussing reality TV show characters presented through us to reality television production. We are shown what the editing of the television show wants to see, react to what is presented. Yes, these are real people that give an opportunity to go on a television show to share the craft. But they also put themselves in a position to discuss what it said on the podcast is for entertainment to discuss reality television show. There it is. Fine.
2: We are just... not here to judge your drag. Drag is art are. and objective. Is it though? I mean, it's it's not drag is an art form, but not everybody's drag is art. (laughs) That's the team. Um, three episodes in Dragula Titans. We were
0: told we were gonna get this new format, this incredible fun season. What happened?
2: I mean, I was okay, honestly, I was a little disappointed in the episode as it was structured. I mean. I feel like the first two, like, the first one they gave us the gag of making them think they were going to vote and then not vote. The second one they were like, okay, you have to do the runway and the lip sync, and you have to have shoots. Like, there were many facets, but this one they were just kind of like, okay, be outer space. K okay, thanks. I'm out. Yeah. I was like, that's not enough. It's this For Titans, I just felt like it wasn't enough. It was very I agree. I mean, that's the
0: thing with, like, an all-star season on Drag Race. Like, there is something different about it, even if it's just one element at the end where it's how... um um it's voted on or who decides who's eliminated that's that's the difference uh we needed that here because this just feels like a second chance season for people who were available to come on tv again
2: yeah and like even like we'll get to the fright feet in a second but even the fright feet this week felt weak like i was like okay the first two weeks were strong crazy and then this one i was like oh okay
0: well well, speaking of last week's fright feet how would you both have done with uh that little hot ones
2: challenge Oh, I wouldn't have honestly. We finally found something <laughs> that I probably would have had to tap out from because I have acid reflex. I would have <laughs> so tried my through, hardest. I would, have I would have tried. Don't get me wrong. I definitely would have tried and I wouldn't have gotten like eliminated because I would have at least done the first round. But
1: no, I would put my Mexican family, they'd be proud of me. They'd be proud of me, I think. I would, I, yeah, you know, a bag of Takis is nothing for me. I, I mean, have, <laughs> it's fine. Let's go. Game on.
2: There was one of the things it. they did list in the later rounds that I've actually tried before. So I think I would have been fine, but like, I don't, which was one, it was something that was like, at like uh, I think it was one of the peppers in the later rounds, but my cousin is like a sadistic, like hot pepper cook. Like they make like really insane hot sauces. Cause they don't have a mm-hmm. Blacks. and that the pepper's name sounded familiar. And I definitely, Ghost pepper probably, yeah because that, that's that's
0: a common one nowadays people yeah. are exploring the ghost pepper i mean i think trader joe's had like ghost pepper chips
1: they sure do are they good uh yes it, the bowel movements later are not but hey, in the moment they're great
0: that who cares that's later yeah. on yeah. who
1: cares later we re problem so it's fine
0: all right let's dive into this episode um the opening movies—they've been exterminated, right? Have I finally beat the Boulais Zalika? Have I won? I was
2: just about to say the only, i thought you were going to say the, se- the season is ten times better already because they got rid of the shitty acting.
0: I think they've listened to me. They've—they've—they've they've decided, Michael, you are right. We don't need these little fucking movies.
2: That are oh. they spending all their budget on everything else?
0: <laughs> Wait, where? Where? I'm, the I'm porn sorry,
2: stars,
1: it, the guest judges. Fair, fair.
0: Um, Do we miss them, or were that, those just boulets showing off that they had money?
1: Do we miss the movies? Yeah. No. No. Good.
0: Great. Thank you, friends. We are <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's done. We you. That was good. Good chat, um, folks. Good
2: job. Good job.
0: The monsters enter the boudoir as they, relate. they await the results from the elimination. Astrid says that she honestly has no clue who is going home between Yosuke and Kendra, but there are others in the room who have a bit more certainty in their feelings. But first, Eva, congratulated on her win. As Victoria says to Eva that it was a great way to spend Halloween, which means it's clear that even the contestants are clued in when production elements are happening as they knew when this episode was about to be released. See what you did there, Blaze and Shudder. I see what you did. It followed. seems
2: like they're playing a smarter production game this season. I will say that because they used to like be very like, let's just catch what we can, or like kind of like hint at things and people wouldn't be in on the joke. But it thus far, every like. I guess because they've all done it already, that they're like in, more so in on the production's little tricks and master plans. Yeah.
0: Well, Victoria says it was hard for her to dress up as a witch as she's done it many times and needed to do one she has never done before. Um, I think the gag would have been if she just came out as like Winifred Sanderson and been like, ha, look, the <laughs> <a> like... witch. <laughs> Actually, no more a-
1: Sanderson sisters.
2: No more Sanderson sisters uh, ever. Give I'm me a break. You, <laughs>
0: just, just wait. Disney Plus will say, you know
2: what? Let's ride higher. It's already been Sanderson already sisters it.
0: holiday special.
2: No, there's going to oh. be a Sanderson God. sisters. They're going to be a Hocus Pocus three. They already announced. Oh, I know. It. But I'm saying Why? they
0: need to say, let's take over um Christmas also. Move over Mariah Carey. We are taking the entire <laughs> fall and winter.
2: No. You would go for it. Leave it to Jack Skellington. Oh, that's fair. fair.
0: Now, Hoso, dear sweet Hoso we need to get you some acting lessons because it's becoming apparent that saying verbatim what the producers tell you to say is coming off as uncomfortably cringe. (laughs) she will ask melissa in a very confusing tone if she was in the bottom to which melissa very adamantly says that she was not and only kept there because they wanted to tell her not to lose her drag character okay sure jan you were in the bottom
2: whatever gets you through the day girl
0: why why do we make up um placements on these shows we know how it works the fans know how it works they control the wiki they decide who was in the bottom Melissa you were in the bottom
2: but like also as we have seen with these shows it doesn't even really matter like it's not that so melissa's in the bottom this one time there they won't matters actually to the it fans
0: who then can, can critique and bitch about things there's
2: oh. only one thing about this episode that mattered, and we'll get to, and I'll freak out when we get to it. And I think you know what it is because it's right behind you.
0: Mm-hmm. Now, Melissa oh. tells us oh. she will show the Melissa that the judges are asking her to do. Will you now? You won't do prosthetics for a third week in a row? Can't wait for that. We'll check in on that in a little bit.
2: <laughs>
0: in a rare moment of monsterhood. After Robora tries to tell Erica, um, nice try on the curse because it turned out really nice. All the monsters included Erica, compliment her. I was like, no, 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 wait, 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 wait. Go back to the nastiness, go back to the cuntiness. I like the delusion. Why were they nice to each other? I thought they hated each other. Is it all for the cameras?
1: It's so confusing, all the drama. There's so much drama and like one moment they're happy with each other, the next moment they're mad. And it really makes you wonder, I'm like, is it in the edit
2: for for this? I mean, I don't think it's necessary. It is definitely that, like they're editing it. As you could tell, there's a definite, definitive storyline confusion bullshit. But what I've been noticing, and I've been working this out with my therapist, but uh, what a lot of these people don't realize is that you can have two opinions or like two emotions going on at the same time. Like as an Eva saying, "Oh my god, they're driving me crazy," and Abora, are you okay? Because like, yes, like people are yes. allowed to feel two things at once, but. I feel like they're trying to misconstrue those those feelings into just, oh, he said, she said, they said, this said, that said. Because, like, oh, we're going to get it
0: because a... I'm very
2: angry about yeah. it. Yeah. It's a big fucking open room. It's not like whatever.
0: Now, Astrid will say that it's hard to picture the look with a wig on. And to be fair, seeing the photo on Instagram with the wig, it is much better without the wig.
2: So I much better. Seen it. I'll go check. It's blue. Oh. It doesn't work. Oh, that sucks. That's unfortunate.
0: But Abora does not want any more blessings
2: on her head. No more. No complaints about her head. No.
0: So Erica will say that she needed to win the fright feat, so her hat didn't get taken out of evidence, to which is like, do you think you were really the target? There's the pettiness that we know and love. Thank you. We're back. Abora tells us that the biggest targets are Victoria and Eva, so she wouldn't have put the curse on Erica. Now, Erica says you kept on saying you put the curse on Victoria. How did I know you wouldn't have put it on me? To which is like, because I'm smart. Hmm. Fair point, duly noted. Erica says she did not do it because she's a petty bitch, but to send a message not to throw her off. Also in confessional, Erica refers to the fright feed as an extermination. I know it's confusing for them, and is is it confusing for us? And I say, hey, Bullies, maybe not change up the format to decrease the fun. Let's just a thought. Let's 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 keep it how it was.
2: I don't know. I kind of like the new format.
0: I don't want them to decide the final decision. Give them something to fight for.
2: Yeah. I mean, no, no, definitely. Either give no. it a
0: vote or give it them what an extermination. This, no. this is what I'm... Ugh. Yes, I know what you're saying. No, Put like, a fright uh, feed at the beginning to yeah. get them into it and then have an extermination or a vote. Give me one of those. Will A's making the decision makes it all feel cringe and it's all pre-planned. Very. Yeah, because at the yeah. end of the day, they are producers. They know what gets sent in. They know what looks are coming for each contestant.
1: Yeah, because they have that whole conversation with them, too. Hmm.
2: Mm. i think that they should like i i i think it should have an added layer where instead of just telling them to go up this the sickening supply of staircases and going up to the gateway of gallery gallows gooping gaggery or whatever they call them <laughs> and like they should have them up there and like interrogate the fuck out of them and be like why shouldn't you sure. go home what did I'm you do this it? week different? We gave you this critique. Like, because they were saying these things before they went out there. Like, we gave her the something. critique and she didn't listen. So, if they said this to them while they were up there, I feel like that would have like added to it. I'm here for it. Give me
1: something. Just a little Let me something a extra. Mm-hmm.
0: All right. Um, Abora says what did hurt her was being given this curse and now resents erica to which erica is like okay wait so which is it poor strategic mm. choice but then it's a blessing but also mad so pick one it's like, good for you erica keep up the good fight she's finally showing that she cares to be there
2: mm-hmm. yeah i mean honestly i definitely will commend it because y'all know how i feel i love erica she's my sister i love her so much and i but i've said it in her season and i said it when we did uh, i'll say it to this day originally i did not see her in the world of dragula and i and in the beginning of like the first episode i was a little nervous i'm not gonna lie but we'll talk about this episode when we get to it
0: well back to eva she wants to know how the group thinks who went home melissa will say she's got a bias but kendra is her bitch and she knows she has more to show um girl then we're gonna blame you for this week's atrocity Victoria thinks Kendra's shoes were the worst, and so she's worried about her coming back. Now, the third member of the Lions, Coco Kane, thinks it's Ovska for Miss Yovska. Why? Because it was a performance challenge, which, well, apparently everything is a performance challenge in this show, but more on that in a little bit. Melissa will say that, bullshit aside, she thinks some of the girls are playing it safe by saying one thing in the college and like, I don't like Kendra's alphabet, I love Yovskas, and then told Kendra that she would personally like her not to go home. Melissa wants them to keep it real as they are all there to show off their talent and creativity. Now, Eva will attempt to clarify what she said, though the accusatory parties will keep it in their head that the narrative is right. Eva says she told Kendra she would like to see her in the competition, and she says the look clearly was Yovska, but the performance was still lacking in the performance challenge. And then you have Bora saying confessional that she wishes people would be more honest in the competition. Okay. Now, Astrid will say that she saw more fire out of Kendra as she was fighting more than yoska was. Erica is sad to hear that Kendra felt not integrated into the cast and then getting a second chance made her happy. And well, that second chance is still there as she walks in with the totem of yoska her witch's hat. Do you think each returning queen will get to bring a part of the fallen sister's look? I say keep it. That's a cute little bit.
2: I think it was really cute. Was I like, like a that. Nice nod. Spoiler alert, of- I really like hope
0: the- Abora the- walks in with that fucking purse.
2: That would be so (laughs) funny. That would be really funny.
0: The room is very excited to see Kendra, though. Erika Um, And now Melissa will say something that made me call my eye doctor because she says Kendra is fierce as fuck and if you don't see it, you're motherfucking blind. Well, my eye doctor says my vision is great with contacts in. So, Melissa, you're just
1: delusional.
2: No, I like Kendra.
1: I like her. I like Kendra
2: more than I like Abora.
1: And, like, the concept the uh, the confines of the show, eh, she, she bores me. I think as a queen, I think she's amazing. But she doesn't give the full... Mm. She Here's showed up say. looking like Ariana Grande in her grand entrance. Here's
0: what I'll say. If you remove the spooky eye contacts, you remove the blood, and she walks out in what she does, she can be on Drag Race. Absolutely. This is not the same. This is Dracula, you have to have that edge and kendra just does not she adds the things to fit into the world and that's it there, there's nothing monster about her painting yourself purple does not make you an alien no now she says that she feels Astrid and eva that they clearly in the cauldron preferred york's outfit over hers but then on the side told her that they don't want her to go home Astrid will say yes, because those things are true. But Kendra says that it is what happened on her season where they would say shit to her face and then cut her in the back. And both Eva and Astrid are like, that's not what's happening here. Astrid reminds her she never came for her look or her drag, but that's not enough for the mean girls in the situation. So here's my thing. Based on what Eva and Astrid said, The two comments can be mutually exclusive. She can say she prefers Jopsko's look, but that doesn't mean she wants Kendra to go home. She said she would like to see Kendra stay, but can still believe that her outfit was worse. She never once said, Kendra, you should go home. She was simply stating a fact. And I really, really, really hate how Melissa and Coco and Kendra immediately go into victim mode, despite them being hypocrites themselves about this whole entire situation.
2: Am I wrong? No, you're not
0: wrong. Why are they doing it then? Is it for the storyline? Is it for the plot line? Or is this how they truly feel and just can't comprehend that these things can be separated?
1: I mean, it's coming across very genuine, but maybe they're more talented performers than we realized.
2: And the producers yeah. are feeding it. I mean, it also boils down to the another thing that there is new this or newer this season is the cauldron room. We don't exactly know the cauldron room. How far is it away from the other room? Is it literally just the same room on a different side of the set? Like
1: It always looks like the rooms are pretty close and like mm -hmm. close quarters. So when they're like talking to themselves or just to the camera, everybody hears everything that they're saying. It's not like a workroom situation.
0: This is filmed at the Globe, yes? Mm -hmm. In LA? Maybe. I think, it, so I think I actually went there when I went to DragCon uh, for uh, a performance and you have the stage, which is where they're filming. And I think literally down the steps and off to the side is where this cauldron room is supposed to be. Though it could be another backstage room somewhere because they did paint it. Because, But last year, I know for a fact, they just walked down the stairs and they were in the cauldron. Cool. So I'm not quite sure where it is in the world of the theater, but it is all within the confines of the theater. I can tell you that. They don't got the money for a big budget set.
2: <laughs> well, regardless, like, I mean, I I said it before and I'm gonna say it again. You can feel two things that don't necessarily look like they would correlate together, but that have that don't have any connection with each other. Like, Rhiannon, I love your exposed brick, Michael. I don't know where I was going with that. I was trying to be like so smart and metaphorical, but like I'm He's not filmed right now, so I don't have any creative juice in me. But yeah, bitches just be bitches. They need to calm down. They're looking for something to get like angry over.
0: Now, Kendra doesn't like lukewarm people. You're either hot or you're cold. You're yes or you're no. Finish the lyrics.
2: You're in, then you're out. Ooh. You're up and then you're down. And Katy Katie Perry's a Republican.
0: Um <laughs> no. Yeah, why did she do that? Why did she do that?
2: And Fran sure. is a uh, anti-vaxxer. What? Yeah, yeah we'll she's... get to that later. We'll talk about that later. Oh
0: so sad, God. so sad. Ashra says to Kendra that she wants her there and spend time with her and loves her. And if you catch Coco's face, she's very perplexed. As she will tell us, she thinks people are being two-faced, but at least one of the faces is pretty.
2: <laughs>
0: Kendra's here. Yasuo's gone. in a motherfucking story. And with that, the alarm blares and time to head to the main stage the blaze welcome the monsters to outer space as they are shifting into hyperdrive as they blast off to deep space for the science fiction horror challenge they must conceptualize design and create an original look (laughs) inspired by science fiction horror and model their looks on the main stage for this week's floor show their look can be terrifying campy modern or retro futuristic but they want to see their brand and who they are as a drag artist reflected in the look Now, for the fright feet, they say they can't send them to outer space without making sure they can handle the physical demands of space travel. So they'll be testing their toughness in the Gravitron Vomitorium training simulation. They must endure this simulation for three minutes without getting sick. If their science fiction look proves to be more than fact, more fact than fiction, they'll rip their heads off, feed their entrails to a sarlacc, and drop what's left of them in Deep Space Nine. So there's a lot to unpack here in the lack of actual (laughs) things. But based um, on the information provided, um, there was a lot of information neglected. So first off, this week's challenge is simply a runway.
2: Yeah. Yeah. There's no mention
0: of a performance, though.
2: No, out of space runway. That's what I got.
0: They're going to comment on people's performances where they're going to land them. But there's no mention of it here. Fascinating. Does it mean a is a performance mean you have to move your mouth to something? Is that what a performance
2: is? And in well, from what I've gathered, at someone from previous seasons, the floor show is more of a show and expected performance, not just a runway walk. So, so what's the difference between
0: last week and this week?
2: Last week they had a lip sync performance. There was a difference. That's a lip sync performance versus a run run walking performance because you have to sell the character. They don't just as we yeah. saw. In cuz previously i will f- i will say another thing i do like about the season is the editing cuz you, you know i've complained about this every time we've done this damn podcast i've complained the Boulez editing is some of the worst editing in drag show history and that's including camp Wanakiki. however when they do the floor show and they do their walks and stuff it used to be like 3 seconds of each person back to back to back to back so you had no idea what the fuck was going on this time mm-hmm. It's a cohesive, you get at least 10 seconds, maybe Erica's seven, but you get at least 10 to 15 seconds to each person and they show you the entire performance as a whole and how they construct. And I, what I commend them on is when they critique like Astrid, they flash back to her flubs. So they're like, oh, well, that really didn't convey the character, which I agreed. And then when they flashed to Kendra, I was like, oh, her character is batshit and doesn't make sense for the challenge, but she still sold it on the runway. That's what I, that's my opinion, because they, it's always, they always said it was a four show, it was a four show performance. Last week was a performance challenge, though where the lip sync mattered. So like the people who didn't know the song as much, they were critiqued in that. But
0: the funny thing is, was it a lip sync challenge last week? Or is it a shoe challenge? Or was it both? Or was it none? We don't know, because it depended on the person was how they were critiqued. And that's the consistency problems we've always had with the show. So like, you know, me and my problems with how Mm -hmm. they critique them, it's inconsistent all the time. And that's what I'm just, it just frustrates me. But it's their show their rules they say what happens Mm -hmm. second here the fright feet in the first episode it was stated that if you fail the fright feet the most recent eliminating contestant could return now last week that didn't work as a board just came back in is this rule still true was Yovska just sitting on the sidelines ready to go would she have had to do the fright feet
2: she probably would have to do the fright feet i'm guessing but um Something else I wanted to point out. I feel like one of them threw up in the thing. Like you heard someone gagging. We're going to get there. We're going to get yeah. there. We were, oh, yeah. we are going to get there. Yeah.
0: Oh my God.
2: <laughs> All bad
0: thoughts. Mm-hmm. Um, also, there's no advantage in this Fright Feed. Obviously, that would be harder to do in this specific challenge. But mm-hmm. overall, it just feels like the stakes of this episode were just a major low. Like they just felt like puppets.
2: It wasn't a challenge. It was a Disney ride, Mission Space literally (laughs) literally and that ride is how long michael five minutes so
0: i've never puked on that ride and i go on the harder one
2: the last time i went on it i was so drunk i could not walk straight and i didn't even puke on it
0: um now before we head to the fright feed what would you do for your science fiction horror challenge Zalika? you go first
2: um, I would probably lean into the killer clowns from space, but I would do Anna Nicole Smith when she had the breakdown and she made clown makeup on her face. I would do a juxtaposition of both. Cause that's like my drag aesthetic mixed with killer clowns from space. That's right. where my brain goes.
1: Brianna,
0: what would you do?
1: Well, first and foremost, I probably would not be able to do Dracula as a show because uh, I have a very weak stomach when it comes to live animals Uh, and their body parts being digested. But that being said, um, I have this beautiful gown idea that would transform uh, and kind of you like pull it apart, kind of like you are the egg, uh, the alien egg. I mean, if Astra didn't already do alien, uh, it would have been that, then it pulls apart into a uh, a gory, goopy, giant queen alien type of a way. Cool.
2: I'm here for it. So like, Um, like Alimus Cracker's egg, Kish Faberge egg look? but like make it ooky spooky gooky
1: i guess yeah Yeah, i forgot about that
0: see i i mean i'm not gonna do drag but what i would love to see we all know that i'm super obsessed with doctor who give me an alien from doctor who give me something in that world
2: imagine someone just came out as a tardis
0: (laughs) i mean listen (laughs) i i i still don't understand why they did not do a doctor who runway yet on uk um I, now that um, this is going to be the 60th anniversary, I think they're going to do it next year. I'm very, very, my hope is that they're going to do a doctor who runway with special guest judge,
2: Catherine Tate or the guy who was just the gay doctor.
0: No Catherine Tate. Give me Catherine Tate. (laughs) I want Catherine Tate on this fucking show so badly.
2: You'll take what you take and you'll get what you get.
0: Shooting Godwin would be great. He, he's he'll be wonderful. He's going to change the world as the new Doctor. But I love Catherine Tate so much. Put her on a comedy challenge. Just give me Catherine Tate on Drag Race. Okay. <laughs> Remember that crazy ass horror fan house, uh, horror like fun house that we had last season. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's back. It's back. That's where we're going for the fright feet. Um, you're going to be put in a locker, which they did last season. Does that diminish the gravity of this fright feet? unintended
2: Um, i want to say before i forget the thought and i know i'm interjecting a lot um actually this whole thing was desensitized to me because james charles did a youtube video where he went to the place and exposed everything so like it's not it's it's totally like you know i tried to
0: do that on the podcast last year really yeah i went through the i went on the website and we went we walked through it on the website yeah it's such a fucking joke Mm,
2: yeah Oh, Are I would you- do it. I would go there and I would do everything there, but like, oh, I no. just I don't know. They're yeah. acting We could see this cast isn't the strongest suit of it. No, they're not, because actors. again, this is
0: not on location of the main stage of the boudoir and more on that after the challenge because that was fun. But how would you do in this right feed? Zalika, you said you've been on Mission Space, so you could, uh, you could handle three minutes.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that'd be
0: easy. Rihanna, no you can't?
1: No, no. absolutely not. I would be throwing up so fast, I can't do. I don't do roller coasters like that type. Loop de loops. Give me the Matterhorn, and I'm a happy gal.
0: Oh, that's a fun one, though. That's a cute one. Um. Yeah. So this was just an example of overacting, right? I mean, some of these kids were putting on a show for the camera. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, I really wanted Kendra to puke. Also, how we know she did not? We didn't see her leave the room pukeless. I heard sounds. And for those who keep the captions on, the caption says contestant
2: vomits. I mean, I would like to see the unreleased footage. because That's what I'm saying. She could have done it
0: after the fact. It could have been 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 later on. It said contestant vomits. Them not showing it. I want the proof. If this is the game that they've set up in episode one, I want the proof.
2: Don't kink shame Michael Blocks. He wants to see you puke.
0: <laughs> Give daddy
2: his pukies.
0: But you understand where I'm coming from with this, right?
2: Yeah. yeah. No, it totally makes sense. It's, Sketchy. Yeah. Any other time they've done any other eliminate extermination, they've showed the whole thing. Exactly.
0: If Kendra did puke, what would have happened? Would they have kicked her out?
1: That's what they said they would do.
2: According to the gagula rules
0: all right, well, there's my conspiracy theory. I think she puked.
1: They even did that envelope thing with Astrid Mm -hmm. in that, was that the first episode? Where they were like, oh, we fucked up. She's actually the winner. Yeah. They could have done that again if they had realized they were wrong. Yep. -hmm. So maybe, like, they kind of have, like, owned up to it. So maybe it
2: wasn't. Am I the only one who rather have Yoska over Kendra? Like, no offense. No, I oh, you're no. not.
1: I, yeah, yeah, definitely.
2: I'm going to say one of those mutual excuse, exclusive comments, comments whatever co- things. I uh-huh. would rather work personally with Kendra, because she seems like the better good time girl. No offense to Yoska. But I would rather see Yoska in this competition. She has stepped her looks up immensely. Absolutely. Since
0: <laughs> I mean, I don't know if you saw her look for this week. It was a little... Oh well, look. Let me see. Basic, uh, um, in the world, like it was like Yovska. Yeah, it was. Tin, yeah. And then she had like uh. f- green titties, like she was like a green alien. Um, it was, it was, it was, but it was very Yovska. So I don't know how she would have done.
2: I just but, like that she's a toilet bowl. I want that
1: shirt so bad. <laughs> I love that costume.
0: Now the monsters are gonna stumble their way back into the boudoir, and I'm sorry, but again, they were on a bus before they got back into the b- boudoir. Poor acting. I need these bitches to take improv one one
2: yeah it, it was a little hokey
0: well now that they're back it's time to get to work right Wrong. Yeah. Melissa will ask something to the room about the note with Yovska's name Melissa will say to Hoso that she didn't want Abora to go home because of their situation and Hoso will say she just wants to see more from Abora what's more her penis is that what you the more you're you're looking for um Melissa will be like is that the only reason why and was like and I love her my plea: Stop throwing the word around like it has little weight. The word "love" means something to a lot of people.
1: it's
2: mm-hmm.
0: mm-hmm. a problem in the gay community to begin with.
2: Yeah, and also, doesn't did they already address that Hosta has a partner? A host that has a partner at home. That's what yes. I said, and
0: I keep saying it, and and I keep being told, "Well, maybe they're um they're open or or, or um polyamorous." And it's like
2: that's fine, but but like this is a little bit much for a drag competition, I, and also very Boy, that. Uh, like, they're no. not on Drag Queen Marriage Boot Camp. They're on <laughs> Dragula.
0: Now Kendra will call okay. out Astrid for hugging the fuck up with Hoso, to which Astrid is like, that's what we do. And again, this is why I hate gays and why I'm leading people on. It's almost as cruel as ghosting. What's worse? Being let on or ghosted?
2: I don't know. I'd rather be... I, um, I don't know.
1: I've been ghosted from like a two-year relationship so that was pretty rough girl
2: <laughs> i mean i rather but here's the thing led on in a way like in a strategic competition setting could really fuck with you and like you're like you could look back at that especially since it's on television and like see how dumb you are and it was like oh i could have won a hundred thousand dollars but instead i was too busy getting jealous of two people kissy kissy in the corner like
0: That's a conspiracy theory that I have as well.
2: I mean, this on purpose. I mean, it's a $100,000. You can't can't say who would do it what for that kind of money. And to lead a headline of tour, like...
0: I mean, Kendra will ask Hoso if it bothers her that it hurts Abora's feelings. And Hoso is like, well, she's expressed that it does and trails off with an I don't know. Feelings (laughs) are real. oh it's so uncomfortable. but also i hate that this is what dragon titans has evolved into like it's about the potentially real-life emotional drama exploited for television in a manner that just feels unauthentic
2: yeah i just i'm ready for a board to quit for their own mental health purposes because like they just ain't cute anymore
0: now, Astrid yeah. will make a little oopsie and say to the room that she's not making out with Abora, which I should hope not. But she meant Hoso, and she won't fuck her in front of Abora, but she can lay next to her on the couch. Come on, gays. We got to do better than this. You gotta, if someone's hurting, just, just you don't need to do it. Just
2: stop. Mm. We all Absolutely. know that y'all
0: hang out after the, the filming for the night, and you're in the hotel rooms. Leave it for there.
2: I think if they want to include drama like this in a show and like make it the main focal point had we had cameras in their living quarters that would like at least give some clarification or at least make it worthwhile but like this drama so like who cares like
0: well I mean if this is a competition to win money maybe these people should say hey let's not focus on this let's
2: focus on the show that's fair I mean this isn't the first
1: drag comp this isn't the first drag competition ever so it's like they've seen this happening for over a decade now on television and you know what to do and what not to do. Right. And it's like, keep it professional. You talked about it so much like the last season. Keep it professional.
0: And that's what I kept on saying the past two weeks is Hoso's problem why she didn't win is because she was told she was unprofessional. This isn't helping your case here.
2: Please. No. No, 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 no. It's worse America's- in my opinion. Oh, it's
0: worse. Oh, Absolutely. Erica will say in confessional what I think everyone wishes they could say in the room, that they do this in front of Abora, knowing it will make her uncomfortable, and then put them all in an environment where there is tension. Asher will say it's not fair to her and Hosted to change their ways, and Abora didn't ask them to change their behavior. And that's right, because, well, wait, this conversation would, have been, would not have happened if the mean girls didn't just bring it up. hmm And that's my problem with this as well. Who is actually making this this love triangle become the focus? Is it the three of them, or is it Kendra, Coco, and Melissa? Because every time it starts, it's usually from one of their mouths.
2: I think the producers are making them the narrators, personally. Mm-hmm. And like that's just the what what they're riding with.
0: Yeah. Well, Hoso is leading Abora on, and in the wise words of Tatiana, choices. Mm-hmm. Ready for things to get even more uncomfortable and awkward? Well, we're going to see Astrid approach Abora and ask if everything is okay, to which she is really startled. And then Astrid is like, Well, we have to do this and figure out a way to navigate in a way that hurts as little um, because it's just, it's hard. And, uh, and Abora will be like, I-, I support whatever you and Hoso have and whatever that intimacy is. And I just wish I had it. And now Astrid is like, Well, we have to deal with rejection. And I hate and feel shitty that this happened. Then Abora's like, that's the damn truth. But she would like Hoso to reject her. I mean, we love her, drag, but Hoso's being a little bitch about the situation. It's like she doesn't want to lose one, and just in case the other doesn't work out. I hate, I hate when that fucking happens.
1: Meanwhile, has her primary partner. Like, right?
0: <laughs> and that's what I'm, it's like almost like she doesn't want to be alone. So she's making sure she has all the options available at any time
1: mm-hmm.
0: which is very Hoso, selfish yeah Hosa tells us it's more complicated than telling abora how it is because she's been her idol for so long and would hate to say something and ruin their friendship like what does that even mean anymore
2: i think it's just sloppy like it's really really sloppy and like i don't Bravo to the casting department to get them all on the same season, I guess, because they knew, or even if they, it would have, could you imagine they didn't know about the secret menage a trois three-way? And We're like, they, talk about it. Mm-hmm. Jesus.
0: Now at the big table, Eva tells Victoria and Melissa that she's getting tired of the Hoso Astrid triangle. She's not here for it and doesn't want to hear about the spat over and over again. The repetitive mm. cycle is driving her crazy. Melissa's getting fed up and out of nowhere, is like, let's go to the cauldron and get a shot. Is that even allowed like what is even happening anymore
1: <laughs> true oh, no. chaos mm-hmm. my jaw dropped
0: <laughs> now eva will pull abora aside and they will have their backs to the camera and i gotta say if they didn't want the mics if they didn't have the mics on like i would be a furious producer because clearly now we're getting into a real human moment um good for abora for fucking like doing it but she doesn't want to be here in this moment she doesn't want to have to talk about it she's done I wouldn't want to talk, deal with it either. If I was on like Love Island, that's a different story because that's literally what you're there to do. This is not it.
2: Yeah. Also, did, okay, side conversation, but same conversation, but not really. Did you hear that they're doing a, like a rat race, drag race? It's not show? true. It should be true. <laughs> that was
0: fucking I've, awful. I've, I've. I see so this is the because if I ever do get to produce it, I'm going to be told. Okay, you sold so I know that I, I have been trying to do a pride event, um, called the Amazing Drag Race in New York City, um, where we'd have teams of queens go through all the bars of the city and have to um, raise money for a charity.
2: Okay, I want to be partnered with Rhiannon and Vixen as a three way, we would win. And second, I know the big mother spinoff rumors they were true but they got shut down because production was afraid of mental health problems going awry that i know is true
1: <laughs> could you imagine
2: <laughs> but um yeah no i think what fans are trying to happen and i think it's gonna be what breaks the metaverse or the whatever the dragiverse or whatever is the drag race u.s versus dragula like how they do versus the world but with the drag queens from dragula and i think if we ever get to that point that's when shit drag they're gonna start doing the drag marriage boot camp drag like drag well, like eventually
0: uh, maybe yeah. maybe one day i mean listen one. i mean we're all we're talking about viacom things i'm telling you the next show that we're going to see um Raj o'hara and silica Ganash together on the amazing race I wouldn't be mad at that. Exactly. Put them on the show. You can do it. It's easy. Oh, God. So much. So much drag. The Drag is all over the world. It's a phenomenon.
2: A phenomenon. <laughs> it goes on and on.
0: All right. Well, Abora is going to tell Eva that she knows nothing will come of her little love triangle and is fully seeing it and has to become a robot and not feel anything. Eva says she's been in her shoes before and the hurt stings a lot and tells her that they're just going to have to be what they are. She tells her that she wishes that she can take the need and ability to cry and make it go away. But this is the one part that sometimes we have to deal with. And the bar hopes it doesn't turn into anger as that happens when she puts up walls. She doesn't want to hurt people. She doesn't want to make people feel bad for her, but because when she makes, when she feels bad, she makes other people feel bad. And then she regrets it immediately. And I just, again, want to ask, this is a real life relationship. And these are three people who have had a relationship in some sort, did the show actually know about how deep it was or have the cameras force it to explode into this way? I mean, it's now three episodes deep and this is our driving plot line and it just feels wrong. And also, did the three of them know that they could potentially
1: all be there together? I feel like they definitely knew, right?
0: I mean that's the question I mean we, they, there's always rumors of when all-star seasons happen for any show like you always try to find out who's going who's not going who's who's phone calling who who's getting secret information who's, who's re- really trolling game? reddit um mm-hmm. so they have to have some idea so you you can't say well they didn't know and this is just what happened because they had to have known and and if this was really a factor that bothers abora then she would have said thank you for the invite i can't do it because of xyz
2: I mean, it is growth that she physically out loud said, "Hey, I want. I this would make me angry, and then I'll be rude to people, and then that makes people sad, and I don't like that feeling." So that's growth compared to her first season, where she just kind of was reckless and was like, "Fuck you, fuck you." <laughs>
0: Abora is grateful to Eva for being the only person to check in on her while she goes through this, and is the only person who cares. Eva will be there for Abora as it's her best friend, but she's annoyed and frustrated. Again, two things you're allowed to do. You're allowed to be a best friend, and you're also allowed to be frustrated at your best friend. Let's go to the well, cauldron. I know. Um, ah, they're going to spot Erica's costume, and I'm like, does anyone clean up the set? Ever? No. Kendra will actually drown a bottle while saying, if it's a shot, um, but the two <laughs> discuss the mess in the room, and Kendra feels bad talking about it as their genuine feelings, but it's enough of it. See? Again, they're the ones talking about this fucking chill-love triangle. Melissa wants it to stop, and Kendra ponders if they're putting more into it than it really is, or is it that serious? And is like, yeah, it's both. But Kendra has a solution. She'll just fuck Astrid to get it over with. Didn't see that one coming.
2: No one would want to see that one coming.
0: <laughs> now Coco joins them, and they are talking about Astrid and its draining, and Coco believes it will be their own undoing. They cancel with the prize, and the mean girls think they should just let them indulge in it as it makes everyone forget about the other shit. Melissa will reveal that the week before coming to Dragula, the person who she married, the person who she gave her vows to, left her and told her he didn't love her or care about her. And that's why she's not wearing her ring. Melissa says that her husband just got up and left with no explanation. Care to ponder what happened?
2: Drag queens are a lot and annoying, so we deserve to be single and left alone to
1: (laughs) die. (laughs) That's crazy that she waited until now to bring it up, too. I mean, and so like hateful for this romance. And finally we're like, oh, that's why. Yeah.
0: Melissa says I mean, it took her three days to get out of bed or eat and starts crying in Kendra's arms. Kendra wants her to get it out as she knows that she hasn't had the opportunity to talk about it yet. Do you think that her husband wanted to hurt her by leaving her so close to the start of this experience just to fuck with her head?
2: I mean, it could have been like, we don't know the full sides of all stories. Yeah. It could have been like a, it was a last straw because that's all she was talking about. We don't know if the drag was the thing that split them apart. But I will commend her. I think she didn't talk about it till this late. She just wanted to get over the hurdle of the beginning of the competition. Sure. Just to like have the mental focus and not break down. But we, you never know. I mean, it's not like the three-way where we're getting constant updates every 10 seconds. Right. This is an actual... <laughs> real relationship that has fair. Rumbled, so
0: She says if it wasn't for her, her drag with the belay brothers, she w- doesn't know what she would have done at home. She says that whatever place she comes in, she can't feel like she will go home and celebrate because she's going home to an empty apartment and seeing everyone talk about their partners hits her. She believes everything happens for a reason and she's there to start fresh and get away from that relationship. Coco can, t- Coco can tell the pain as seeing a seemingly happy couple do their thing around her is tough. So Kendra and Coco want her to know that she's not alone and Melissa doesn't want to feel like the weak person. Kendra tells her to let her wall down with them, but be strong in front of the others. Um, do you think this is going to hinder Melissa moving forward, or is this part of a quote-unquote winner's edit?
2: Oh. I think it's part of the edit, but I also think if there ever is a moment in the future, because they've done lie detector tests and thing about things about that before, so if they bring it up, something about emotions, or they, this is something that could definitely, that could be a foreshadowing moment where there's a future thing where they have to talk about emotions or open up, maybe we have a truth, a lie detector again mm-hmm. for the flash fright feet, whatever it is, and Melissa's unable to open up and talk about it, so she gets sent home. Like, we don't know. They said it was you, gagula. Anything can happen. You want
0: me to tell so, you so. what the biggest gag of a fright feet would be? What? Yes. The boulets bring in their um, skeletons or their dirty laundry and the, the ex-husband coming in and she has to deal with him.
2: That would just be wrong on yes. so many levels.
0: Bring in Hoso's partner. That's the <laughs> challenge here. Come on. <laughs> love, bring in the that people that, that will ruin your life. That's the TV we all want to see. They did it on The Real World uh, one of the very, very later seasons. That was good entertainment. Yeah. <laughs> i don't know
1: too far but you gotta remember they're people under all those layers of foundation
2: yeah and the blaze tend to take the emotional stuff like they tend to be protective of that so unlike rupaul so we'll see i don't Ooh. know they, but because this is an all-stars they could be changing gears and try to get that money so it's true
0: well kendra wants the three of them to be top looks and send the other bitches home and look in their eyes as they fall through the trapdoor. and i say keep thinking that baroness basic go design your looks
2: not baroness basic
0: <laughs> it's time to see what we got in store this week uh, erica will be inspired by Ghidorah, which is a three-headed space hydra she has used a decorative wall mount that she busted a hole through she says it got damaged on the way over, but she's pivoting and turning it into battle damage. She's using adhesive caulk to fill in the gaps and paint it red to give it vibrancy that you would see in a Godzilla film of the 60s and 70s. Okay, interesting interesting um, uh, uh, work here what she's doing. Um, but I, the thing that just keeps getting me is like, you know, this is just like touch-ups. This is not them making these looks in the fucking room.
2: Mm-hmm. You don't
0: come in with nothing prepared.
2: Oh, I'm not going to, I'm not, I'm not, I, I have a, on an official record that certain contestants for at least the regular season literally make or do literally nothing to the I point where, where they're doing the, um, the little quick touch up things that are mm-hmm. like, oh, I did this to do this and this Some, uh, certain seasons. You'll notice girls don't get aired because they're lying is so bad that they can't yeah. use the footage.
0: With Astrid, she is inspired by deep space cosmic horror and wanted to look super biological as if she had been infected by a parasite. She is using cobwebs and latex for the base of the garment. She is using the material used for screen doors that creates a voluminous volume and movement for the garment. Abora is taking inspiration from the orphan Orphanin and Seraphim and combining them into the Angel Eater. Oh, Seraphim, you're an Angel Eater. Lost but not forgotten. <laughs> She's using chains in her look to create a story of a creature that can't be held back, which the horrific thing about Cosmic Horror is you're powerless to the higher entity. Victoria is inspired by the thing as this week she is showcasing the special effects she wants to get the morphing from the humanoid to the alien to be very slimy and gross and she will be using two pairs of lashes.
2: (laughs) Horrific.
0: Coco is doing sex worker from the future. Wow, shocker. Not shocking. She was going to use aluminum foil, but felt it didn't mesh with the look despite trying to make it trash. So now what will she do with a whole roll of tin foil? You guessed it. Tin foil hat competition. I guess we're really stretching for time here, aren't we?
2: All right. Let's ask it
0: what kind of tinfoil hat would you craft? Rhiannon, what would you make?
1: Mine would be kind of like a Lady Liberty type of a moment. Mm-hmm. You know, it would be like spikies in the front. I would take a lot of time, you know, I have a lot of uh, experience in making trash crowns, so it works.
2: Yeah, the, the number really one professional trash crown maker is Rhiannon. Um, I would have taken the expensive material of aluminum foil and mixed it with the medium of aluminum foil and i would have probably <laughs> gone very headwig with it victorian big mm-hmm. buffs, yeah mm-hmm. and then make it like a chin strap moment kind of like pearl when she did the hair with the chin strap but with mm-hmm. aluminum foil
0: um did melissa's teletubby toilet bowl really win
2: i mean i i honestly not because she spoiler alert went home but i like kendra's yeah she she
0: (laughs) has some volume she had some depth to it all right it's the day of the floor show y'all so it's time to turn into space monsters melissa is ready to put the drama behind her she's feeling good and appreciates coco and kendra for being there for her a fire has been lit under her ass and she's going to use the negative energy and put it into her look Eva is feeling good going into the challenge, but is getting in her head about her relationship with Kendra, because apparently that one passing comment uh, really fucked with her. Kendra says there is cool's the other side of the pillow, and says if she ever thinks she's annoyed, you can trust if she hasn't said anything, she's not. What do you do when you're annoyed with someone? Do you give them the silent treatment like I do?
1: Wow. That's crazy. Uh-huh. Wow. Crazy. <laughs> mm-hmm. Crazy. I mean, uh- it that's depends it.
2: I, it depends on if I'm close to the, enough with them or not. Because if it's someone I'm not close with, I'll just shut down and let it go. Like and wow, that's crazy, uh-huh. Sure, just to get them to shut up. But if it's someone that I'm like close with, like ran and like when I have a fucking problem with her, I'd tell her I have a fucking problem with her.
1: Yeah. Remember back in the people. day
0: when we all would use Facebook statuses as a way to be passive aggressive to people and vague book?
1: My favorite was... subtweeting for me. No,
2: my favorite is when we had the it was like when the Facebook statuses were Michael Bradley block is feeling pissed for some certain reason, or <laughs> Rhiannon and Michelle is thinking about better days. I'm like, why did we all just put <laughs> if? Like we literally, like, Facebook? You Oh, shit. Abora can't
0: concentrate with the challenges. She's dealing with heartbreak as everyone is laughing and carrying on. She doesn't see that every, anyone is noticing her being upset. So now she's entered my headspace. That's what I do. I wallow in my sorrow and notice no one notices my pain. And then cut to her saying she's feeling focused and excited. Girl, if you say that, no one's going to think you're not okay. So you got to pick one. Pick, pick one story to go with. Don't lie. She will say that nothing externally has happened and she's just processing a lot of feelings. And Astrid says that when we last talked, to you were cool. And Abora says that's something she has to work through and it's not anyone's issue but her. You get whiplash.
2: I just love that all of her Abora's um confessionals are like Victorian love letters, like they all have like a cadence to them. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> she reads it in like full sonnet I am a She's like, I am sad because of this. It's like they don't get me. I don't know. It's hard.
1: I'm like, girl, a I gotta like presentational.
0: Asher just wants to make it better, but there's nothing else she can say. Meanwhile, the other side of the room is bitching about the love triangle. Girl, y'all are the one pressing, keep bringing it up. Stop complaining. Coco mentions needing to take out her handy-dandy notebook to take notes on the drama. I mean, I do wish Blue was in the room and see if it could help them with the clues to find peace and quiet.
2: I'm just hoping they don't Roxy Andrews Abora because she needs to go next week because I'm just like take one of the wheels out of the three-way. It's annoying.
0: Eva goes to Abora once again to check in, and Melissa will bitch that Eva will say one thing about the love triangle, run and rag, and then check in on Abora, and once again, these two things can be two different things. Eva can be upset about the discussion and can ask how her friend is doing. Melissa's just being a shitster, and I'm just not here for it.
1: Since the first episode.
0: Yeah. Abora will tell Eva that fun Abora is gone, and she can't be the person that she'll eventually be, but Sure, fine. Fun Bora, come back. Now, of course, they're going to put on their first touches as the alarm sounds as well. You know the routine. So so I really, I really wish at some point they'll the make a
2: complete joke of it and like time. force
0: them onto the stage. Just once. I want to see that.
2: Or yeah. just like how, oh, that would be a good twist if we are like, no, seriously, get on stage. And now you have yeah. to do the thing.
0: All right. We're going to hit the main stage to see the Boulets in their outer space. Mist. i mean the fabric it's drag wars first time in dragon and uncinched leotard. maybe they that's why they um appreciate the diy blandness of some of these monsters
2: not them complaining about people wearing male, male order body suits while they're wearing amazon necklaces it's i was thinking t- the
1: same thing it's
2: TikTok verified someone on TikTok literally was like green screening that video behind them and then had the necklace on and then showed where you can get it on Amazon. Like it's an actual Amazon 1495 necklace. It's just it's,
0: it's the hypocrisy. It kills me. I know drag is expensive and their style of drag is very expensive because they need to, but like find find the spooky spooky version of Zaldi. Let the spooky ookie Zaldi help you out and make some cool things. Don't call yeah. Joffrey anymore. Joffrey is a monster
2: the one that every other drag queen in new york city has to break free by ariana grande <laughs>
0: um this week we have dark knight ant-man suicide squad and dune star david das Malshian. um cool he's fun he's been in, like, so many franchises. star um he must have a lot of money being in all those fucking
2: movies he's a horror movie star he's like in, known for thrillers he's really cool I think she's And odd.
0: also beamed down from space is Drag Race Superstar Alaska Thunderfuck 5000 because that's actually her full name. Are you familiar with her work?
2: I just saw her in Ooh. concert like last weekend in New York. Do you
0: think they had Tony. a sale on that cheap fabric and that's why she wore what she wore?
2: No, that's she- one of her tour looks.
0: Ew, oh. she looks so bad but it's because the blaze were to her and they matched. Yeah. Also, remember how Avora won Alaska's competition? Just saying.
2: Oh, yeah. When? The, drag the most queen recent one? Work. No, the, no first the first one. I the think. first one ever. The Drag oh. queen Competition Pageant of the Year award. That's her entrance look for this competition, the, this round, Titans. That entrance look was her crowning look for Alaska's competition. The one she Astrid won did that open. too, right?
1: She did. She didn't win, but she. Oh, I
2: thought after the Dragon of the World, not. She did both. She did both. Oh well. Here's how we're we're gonna do
0: things. We're gonna discuss the looks, and if you dare want to comment on the performance as we discuss them, go for it. Um, Just speaking of judging, we all know that I dislike the pre-judging Gabfest. Dragon Swan have before. they bring in the monsters but this week it was just striking just how different their reactions were to David in Alaska and it kind of felt icky it was like this is how you should think and then when the judges say opposite of what we think you should think that maybe they're wrong put it at the end then we can believe you I don't I hate it I hate this format that's fine oh
2: I will say real quick not to interject and be annoying and make this podcast even longer but I do think that one And my personal belief, and I've always thought this for whether it be Drag Race or Dragula, whatever. An all-star season needs to have the same judges from the jump. No special guest judges. It needs to be the same so you can measure it. Because the stakes are so high, the measurement needs to be this consistent every episode. Once so you, you want a Michelle Visage? Well, like, once you put other judges into like, a special guest judge, okay, for a regular season, cool. Change it up, make it cute, whatever. But, like, for this type, the level that they're judging and beating at... the wishy-washiness of every judge feeling something completely different just doesn't help translate to it being an all-stars for me absolutely
0: all right in honor of the science fiction horror challenge we are going to play out of this world or lost in space that's her toots and boots first up is astrid really a look by astrid it's the primordial agent of chaos i think this is astrid to a t and i have to say her craftsmanship is phenomenal and this is what i expect from her she's always resourceful she's always smart i'm just ready for the shock and awe like give me something different that being said when she gave you that glove light i said oh my god we love gay shit um she's gonna give you something creepy the colored eyes are very whimsical but felt very terrifying um kind of very much does lead into the creature feature space show um i almost wonder if the eyes are like infinity stones she's catching them all um i think she always brings you a fascinating silhouette i just hope there's a week where she can give you like a full glamour human silhouette at some point but i think she's a contender she was last season now she has a better shake at the challenge lineup she could sneak her way to the end
2: did you say Astrid was a contender in her season? I sure did. She, she went she home. Second. Been. She, she could have been second. That's what I'm saying. She went home second.
0: If the challenges were different order, she might have lasted longer. This year she's working out fine.
1: Yeah, I mean like, she's uh, incredibly talented.
2: She is. Yeah, I'm I'm lost in space. I didn't like the look. It didn't translate well on the runway for me. I didn't get um extraterrestrial sci-fi. I got like it is okay. Let me let me clarify. For what and we we said this at the beginning. The boules, their descriptions aren't exactly the most helpful for what the runway should permit. So maybe that's what like why I didn't really see it. But compared to all the other looks, for what the brief was, I didn't really get it. It felt more monster to me, or like Halloween monster, or like goblin, creepy kind of like I get the alien versus predator reference. I get it, but it just did not translate for the brief for me. So I say Lost in Space. And also, you know I feel about Astrid, but that's not no here, no there.
1: I love her. And I think it's uh, out of this world. We went to high school together. And so watching her have this whole love triangle thing is extremely infuriating for me because I had a crush on Astrid before all of these other queens Uh did, okay?
2: And she was like, oh no, at
1: the time said, no, I'm straight. I'm straight. I'm, I'm just straight. And I said, okay, okay. All right. You knew. I did. And then she started doing drag and then she became super successful. And then I became jealous and then I became proud. (laughs) So I think she's stunning. Go off out of this world.
0: Alaska says she didn't like it. She loved him. She says, even in the silhouette, when she was crouched in the smoke, she was telling a story. She says the way the tendrils just slowly move. She thought it was so strong, gorgeous, filmic performance. Drax says she impressed. She says the level of artistry and craftsmanship is excellent and feels like she's upped her skills. Swan says she adores this look and loved the color story. She thinks, sees Thonic primordial agent of chaos she says it's asymmetric and unfinished and made her question the choices she did just as an artist she loves having to question that. david says he felt she was an hr geiger creature from a sub labyrinth that had risen up to take advantage and revenge on humanity and wanted more slime out of this world i didn't
1: i didn't get geiger from it mm-hmm. i got more like guillermo del Toro, like yeah. it looked like the 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 big monster from um hellboy 2 to me Little plant one.
0: I say it's out of this world. Hannon said it's out of that. It's world. Zalika lost in space, and <laughs> you might be lost in space alone. The audience, ninety-six percent out of this world, four percent lost in space.
2: Yeah, she's, I can't wait to go home next.
0: Okay, okay neck corset and bustier by House of Nothing earrings by Immortal Reigns Creations. Of her first three entrants into this season, this is by far her best. And yet it's still lacking for me. I get a story here that fits the theme. It's the execution that she just can't seem to capture. This looks cheaply made. There is a difference between, say, her and Astrid. Astrid can repurpose unconventional material and make them look brand new and not know what they are. Coco cannot. She will literally take something and that's what you're going to see in a drag look. Like the glove arm. Perfect idea. But I should not know what the materials she's using and the belay giving her a fucking free pass she did in three hours. It's such a disservice and devalues everyone else in this competition. It kind of pains me. I want an expensive designer to design one garment for her and let her realize there is potential in her character if she figures out how to outsource. And those tights like everything is clean and then all of a sudden you got those rips. That's, uh, that's not the story I want here. Rhiannon, where do you fall on Copa's look?
1: I like the look in its own world. Yes. I think being able to make something yourself is a very good talent to have. It is not a talent I have. So when people use that as the primary focus of why something is good or better than other drag queens, I think that's bullshit. Yes. I think you spend a lot of money and use somebody who has the better skills to make an outfit for you, your outfit is going to be better. That is just how it is. I think what she did was really fun. It is an outfit I would wear. It's just not an outfit I would wear on national television.
2: Zalika. Um, I really like the outfit. I love the Gatlin gun kind of arms, tie-fi gun thingy. Um, I just think, honestly, kind of to echo what Rhiannon said, I would wear it. I like it. I don't think it looks bad. I think it fits the prompt for the challenge. If this was drag wars or if this was so you think you could drag or if you could, this is hot mess great but for a national drag competition it's kind of hard to say but the other thing is so if this was a regular season amazing 100 percent, great but because this is a titan season i just think we need to we since this is especially the first one we don't every it feels like five of the girls were given like oh this is gonna be titans like drag race all Stars. And then the other five were getting given. Oh, this is going to be Titans' your second chance. Yep, mm-hmm. absolutely. But I still think it's out of this world because I like it.
0: Alaska says she's obsessed with the blaster and loved when she wrote it like a bull. She says it's really pretty and bodacious and thinks it's sickening. Swan is also obsessed with the blaster as everyone can relate to doing a little face check before you commit mass murder. She gave everything that she needed and was brilliant. David says whatever planet she comes from, he wants to spend time there. He says that the look is like step, something that stepped off the cover of Heavy Metal Magazine, and Drax says she gave the sexiest, most sultry performance of the entire show, and she says the fact that she made the gun in three hours out of random things, she loves that, and loves that type of drag, and wants to celebrate and elevate it. Fine. The look is, is, is passable. I'll give it the softest out of this world.
2: Same. I'm say out of this world.
0: Audience, 54% out of this world, 46% lost in space. Well, next up, Erica Clash. No designers listed. Um, What a departure from typical Erica, while still maintaining that anime geek she is. I think she needs to be grander in her silhouette, but the strides she's made in the face are out of this world. Um, The colors she chose are perfect. The neon green with the bright blue and red pair so well with the character. I do wish the dragon heads molded into her arm a bit more because they kind of look like separate pieces. But if you pick apart this look, Erica is there and you want her to go further, but this is definitely a step in the right direction. Zyka.
2: um, I really, 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 love this look for her. I genuinely think that she did. This is the first time she's actually looked like she was supposed to be on the show, in my opinion, other than her first week, her last week look. I really liked her last week look, too. But like she I feel like she's finally grasped her reality in the Dragular world, because it, looking at this monster, like, are those the colors you would normally think that like a creature like this would be no but they're like an arca clash color scheme so it's still her world but it's much more monstrous but it still can be um i didn't okay hear me out because of this being a creature i didn't mind the drop crotch silhouette um but i wasn't in love with the shoes but other than that the whole storyline and i loved when she took the dragon's heads off that her hands were like blood red. Like yep. I just thought she thought of the storyline. I thought, in my opinion, she should have been high instead of safe. Um, but I'll give it
1: out of this world. Marianne. She's in another cat suit Halloween costume. The colors are pretty. Yeah i I can't forgive the drop crotch. It's yeah. No, I thought it looked cheap. It's, uh, what is it? The opposite of Out of This World? Lost in space. Yeah. The face, the makeup, I think she did a very good job applying it. Uh, but everything else, it is lost in space for me. Danger will, will Robinson.
2: I will say also, Speak. you just brought this up, I forgot. The face while she was talking, the prosthetic on the mouth did not match did up. Did not move at all. Like in the photo, she had teeth or something on. But when she was talking, she must have taken the teeth out. And you could just see her lips poking through that hole.
0: I'll give it an out of this world. I think it's a good step for her. It's still not perfect. The audience, 76% out of this world, 24% lost in space. Abora, no designers listed. Um, In some universe, this creature isn't a sci-fi film. It has biblical references, but what's stopping this character from not living in, like, let's say, Doctor Who world? Nothing. So Belay, stop forcing your narrative to stunt creativity. As far as the garment, it's very simple sack, but how she created a strong silhouette is what was brilliant with the chains. The red from the headpiece gave it a bit of variance, but I could have used a little more red introduced somewhere else aside from the face. Like maybe give us big nails with like red. I don't know. But she's giving you a Bora, but it's time to, I guess, dumb it down. Rhiannon?
1: Dumb it down sounds right. I I just am I'm unimpressed. It's I don't see any growth from her since season two. It's all very similar looks, and I'm just bored. I think that I think the outfit. I agree, the outfit itself was very fashionable. Um, the headdress was really cool, but it's covered by these cheap paper eyes. Yeah, it's a uh, yeah. What's the? I forgot again.
0: Out of this world, lost in space.
1: Lost in space. Lost in space for me. Zalika, what do you think? Um, I
2: disagree. I don't really think the outfit is that fashionable. I think it is a case of the she's skinny, so it looks fashionable because we think the silhouette's fashionable. I didn't like the fabric choice. I didn't like the chains. I didn't think they added to the outfit. I think they were just kind of like, oh, let me put this on so it looks like I tried something. Um, the headpiece on top of the other thing on top of the other thing that she had to rip completely off just so we got to the wig that we didn't know she, or if that was her hair, great. I think once you took all of that off, it just, it I didn't, uh, lost in space. I just, I was such, the I think the reason why I'm like so disappointed is because I was such a big fan of her on her original season. And every week she week she gave a completely different silhouette, a completely different story like a different caricature of a character that was like okay we get it she's in a cartoon universe her own mind great it doesn't seem like she's in the cartoon universe anymore now it feels like she yeah. just like is trying to strip herself away from that and be like well i'm the artist and it's like hozo hoza stop blowing smoke up her hair so she thinks she's an artist just let her do what she wants to do david Cross
0: says it. he feels like there was a great idea that was held in a little too much he says by the time she dug into gnawing on the dove it was starting to get a bit Sad that it was at the end of the performance. Alaska says the story was really clear. She says it was a clown that was at the circus and it was her turn to get dinner, so she went and chopped a pheasant. Swan says that narrowing her scope so it hits the target should be her number one goal, as firing out with all creativity is amazing, but she doesn't hit the target at the bullseye. Did you even really fire? Drax says she hopes she goes into fashion design because some of her stuff. Might not hit the mark, but it's incredible. She says she is such an incredible artist and poses how she can take that in and rein it in and focus like a laser beam. But the challenge is, she says she doesn't want her to take the criticism critiques to diminish her sense of style or artistic ability, as it's still very up there. I'll give it a soft out of this world.
2: You're so kind. So nice. So nice. Oh, it's only only because she's a twink.
0: No. The audience, 68% out of this world, 32% lost in space. Kendra Onyx, no designers listed. Go by. There are so many more deserving monsters that should have been cast and this bitch took their spot. Um, I don't care about what she did in the performance with her monologue. When... When did this challenge become full performance? Oh, wait, that's biased, right? Um, Sure, fine, this girl's waiting for the Protozoa concert. Great, but where's the horror? She broke? I don't buy it. I could see this character in a bad 70s or 80s space flick, but this was not the right place for her now. The wig is meant for Bride of Frankenstein, not Space Babe 3000, and everything about it is so incredibly basic. It's a travesty that we lost to I'll say it again, she does not belong on this level with this cast.
2: Zalika. Um, I okay, hear me out. I fell in love with Kendra during resurrection, which we did talk about. Yes. And I do agree. I don't think I think they should have just brought her back for a regular season. I don't think she was ready for Titans. Um, how um the this does it makes no sense. She looks like the extra casted in like the teen high school movie it doesn't make sense for this challenge but um that being said when we talk about the elimination later i don't think she should have been eliminated but like it wasn't it wasn't out of this world it was lost in space
1: rihanna yeah it's another case of i love the outfit i would wear it but not in this scenario it is lost in space
0: David said, grandmother, bitch, please gave her whatever she wants. He loved the purple from head to toe, but wanted more. He wanted more goop. She says that her original idea was too racy for TV as she was going to go in. Alaska says she loves that she took them on a journey and she had that conversation in the mall so many times. Swan says she loves her performance, but her looks have to be there, and this is lacking compared to her fellow competitors. Drax says you can't win personality and performance alone. She says the looks have to be there and she has to figure out what she's missing and step those elements up. This is lost so far in space.
2: Yeah. Also, did did anyone else clock that she had a Wii control mode or the, I don't know what it's called, the Nintendo Switch, whatever, the little control, whatever the Nintendo video game thing is, she had the controller in her hand. That was her pretend cell phone.
1: Her Switch?
2: If you look towards the end of her monologue moment, you could see the blue controller in her hand. That was the cell phone. So she didn't even use a prop cell phone. She used a switch controller.
0: But it's a future in space. She can use anything she wants.
1: Lost in space. Go, go by. This outfit isn't even on her Instagram. No. <laughs> well, she didn't post it herself. The audience.
0: Five percent out of this world. Ninety-five percent lost in space. <laughs> One of the worst. Toots and boots ever on this show. let's let's talk about Hosa Teratoma. Look, my Hoso. Uh, this had elements of Space Fighter meets post-apocalyptic zombie killer, and that was it to an extent, and it worked. There is so much going on, and I'm waiting for a moment where Hosa will just tone it down and give me like something I can look at and and see every element too. That being said, I love the cyborg elements, I love the silver, the tatted plaid. not sure I comprehended that but I love the paint that she has and the hair it's brilliant it's teen alien vibes in my mind Rihanna, what did you think
1: I loved it I thought it was really cute Um, you know the two extra little masks faces on the side we've seen her do this before Mm -hmm. Uh, but I liked the way that it was constructed I thought it was beautiful um, out of this world
2: Zalika I let me say it It's out of this world. It's a great look. That being said, I'm getting over the bulky silhouette on Hoso. Mm -hmm. I feel like it's the Mm. same silhouette just with different like, it's kind of like the Bianca Del Rio boat neck where it's like switched a little bit, switched a little bit, switched a little bit and I'm over that aspect. I just wish one week she would just come out and like drag that wasn't bulky. Just one week. Just one week. I agree. David says, not only did she meet his very high expectations, but she exceeded
0: them. She brings to the table something eye-popping and mind-blowing. Alaska says, she doesn't know how she does this. She says, as scary and terrifying and gruesome as it is, she says she's strangely pretty. She loves the tool down to the one leg and wants to wear all of it. Drax says, it was a unique take on science fiction horror and nailed the challenge on the head. She says, her craftsmanship is excellent and it's a fresh take on science horror fiction. And Swan says, with all that is going on, you still see Hoso, but pulled into the 23rd century. Out of this world.
2: Because like, even real quick, sorry, I'm on Jose's Instagram, yeah. but look, this look that she did for the tour, like mm-hmm. that is so sexy. It's so like not her boule look. But like I you know. still see it's her. That's so cute. I hope we get it one week. It's out of this world.
0: Mm. Audience, eighty-eight percent out of this world, twelve percent lost in space. Eva destruction, no designers listed. Uh you want space, she's giving you space. She looks like she could be a waitress at the Neptune Diner. Mm. See what I did there. Uh, we have seen Eva go beyond this in her looks. This is subdued, and I guess when you have such a high expectation, something on the simpler side can get you messed it up. I think the makeup is brilliant. You can read her all you want if she bought this online. Um, but like you can't even say that it was as bad as Kendra as Kendra and her shine, but you give her a pass fine but I think if she stoned the shit out of the cat suit it's a different story the wig is a bit thirsty I think that something with a bit more volume would have done the trick Love the little laser light in the mouth I thought that was a really cool mm-hmm. touch Zalika
2: I think, the be, I think they're being too much I thought it was a great concept a good mm-hmm. look yeah it's not the most grand it's not as everyone keeps calling Victoria universal it's not universal but like i think i think it's great i say it's out of this world the character because she sold it it's kind of yeah. i guess okay it's like it's not the performance blah blah blah, blah. but it's the same situation when Adore delano won that ball and she's like i don't so how did i win the ball it's because she sold the garment yep. she sold the assignment and also she did make alterations to it like the if she didn't do all those alterations like the wires and shit okay maybe or like the plating and all that i'd be like okay yeah. i get it but like it's giving me C three P she ho, oh, gone ape shit, and is like she's like out of the alien fleet. She's the one who cleans up the dead bodies, but also yeah. needs to be ready if they they're still alive. I'm I loved it. That. I think it's out of the world, out of this world.
0: Yeah,
1: yeah she. It reminds me of like Nebula from uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. Like I, gonna- I thought it was so like it has that classic Nebula kind of moment, but like bloody i love it i thought yeah out of this world i think she did a great job i think they need to leave leave her the fuck alone
2: i also think it reminds me of the mom from smart house yes
1: Mm
0: -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. alaska says the drag is art and art is subjective and she subjectively thinks this is really good she Mm -hmm. says her body (laughs) movements were so specific and accurate and precise and this is why she Scared of AIs. David says he loves it and says it was heartbeats meets the Texas Chainsaw Masker with the design and look. What stood out was the way she used her eyes as it was chilling, haunting, and powerful. Drax says it is a season of Titans and she is wearing a male order bodysuit and, in her opinion, should not be wearing store bought pieces.
2: Uh, she wears an Literally. Amazon necklace. Literally.
0: Swan thinks the performance was fantastic, but the look was lacking cohesion. She says the bodysuit was very cybernetic and modern, while the armor looked medieval. She wants excellence. That critique, fine, if that's your opinion, at least that's a good critique. Don't say Starbot and that's your critique. Now, I'm yeah. giving this out of this world. I really enjoyed it. The audience. 70% out of this world, 30% lost in space. Hmm. Melissa v. Fierce. Prosthetics by FX Faces, stoning by Mario Rodriguez. Excuse me while I get a little confused here. Last week they told Melissa to not do prosthetics and here she is not only using prosthetic but being praised for it. And while we're at it, wasn't the point to show an original creation and here she is coming out as sexy predator like it's fucking Halloween. Please make it make sense for me. The elements are there and it looks fucking sickening, but I am tired of the police contradictions and picking and choosing when their critiques matter. The bodysuit is stone to filth. The boots are brilliant. The color story is there. It's just not original and that loses points. But that being said, it's the best she's looked all season. Rihanna. And also mm-hmm.
2: I'm, I'm confused as they're like, we want to see Melissa. We want, <clears throat> we want to see the Melissa that we let from last season. We want to see the Melissa we fell in love with. And I'm like, she does one death drop. And they're like, there's Melissa. Like, that's yeah. what the, it felt like the producers were trying to put on us. Yeah. That being said, I think the look is out of this world. In the mm-hmm. sense that... But here's the thing. I don't... Mm, I, I think it's one of those cases where, like Rihanna said, I would love to wear this. But I don't think it was right for this runway for this competition.
1: Yeah. Rihanna, what do you think? Yeah, she's the only one who didn't do like an original character. Right. They said I it mean, has it, to be
0: original, and that's what's killing me here.
1: But it, it goes, and then it, it goes back to like, how well do they even understand the rules, considering the rules are always. Right. So I say out of this world.
0: I agree. The audience, 85% out of this world, 15% lost in space. Um, if she comes out next week in a prosthetic and they still keep her safe, then I, I give up. i really start to give up. And finally, last but not least, is Victoria Black. Look, by Victoria. Come on, Halloween Horror Nights. She knows how to create brilliant looks so effortlessly. I wish there was a bit more drag on the bottom half, but I understand it was for story. There was a moment where presentation allowed her to shine even more than standing still, and this creation needed movement to achieve why it was so brilliant. Um, She really is a brilliant artist, and nothing will take that away from her. She's just missing that tinge of flair. She's just there i need her to take the spotlight away from everyone else in the room this should have done that but she just lacks that personality and it could cause her to not win the crown and you can't teach that you got to just do it but it's a great look And what do you think
1: i agree with you i think that she has everything in her entire power to win uh but she's playing it very safe i i it's so complicated because like this outfit alone is so cool so good but like I still wanted more. Is yeah. that selfish of me? No. Just because like I know what she can do. And I I I like what they said. They were, they, the, uh, I think it was Swan who said like they didn't know where her head was actually going to be. They didn't know like what was a prosthetic, what was real. That's really mm-hmm. dope. But yeah. yeah, I just needed, I wanted more. More.
0: Zleika, what did you think of Halloween Horror Nights? Oh,
2: I mean, I i am conflicted because she's the most special case we've had on Dragula and on any drag-related show because she also did Resurrection mm-hmm. and even the belays were like, she's too good for this. Like, she's outshining everyone. So, like, that being said, when you're put in a reality television competition setting, part of the Dragula or even Drag Race Superstar is they want you to have that personality and have the flair of, like, to represent the brand and everything like that. And I think she proved that she could do that during Resurrection, but some, for some reason during this season, it, that proven, what she proved during Resurrection is gone. I think the difference between
0: this and Resurrection is Resurrection, she was on her own. She lived on her own in a world of her own. She got to perform the way she wanted to in a room with other people not being present. Here she's in a room with giant personalities.
2: And they all, and And, she also, even
0: even when it comes to confessionals, she we're not getting anything from her.
2: And like all, but she did uh, not to play, uh, not uh, for lack of better wording, to go jump back real quick. She did on, I want to make sure I say this right, on, um. After the third season of dragula Victoria was diagnosed with ASD mm-hmm. or Autism Spectrum Disorder, which she did go in on, on the resurrection and did talk about. And like it did shine a light and it made you fall in love with her. Mm-hmm. So I just, I don't know. Now, this is a social game. So I'm not, and I'm not, I don't have the degrees or anything to make comments and I don't feel comfortable even bringing it up and talking about it. But at the same time, it's like a social, it's a reality competition series. So how do you judge that? I don't think it's fair. Because, like, personally, honestly, I think she should have had three wins in a row. I think she's going to, like, every week it's been like, okay, Victoria's winning. Who's going to win with side her? You know what I mean? So, I don't know.
0: David says, holy fucking shit. He says it is magic. He calls it Slither meets the thing and says it's just so powerful and tells an intriguing story. Swan says her silhouette was so horrifying that even before. They saw the look. They knew was special. But she couldn't tell what was inverted, if the head was a prosthetic, and if she was going to come out of the chest cavity. She says the rules of physics bend around her. She says it was sick and grotesque in all the best ways. Drax says she sees Victoria in everything so far. I think she did a fantastic job. And Alaska Marvels at her flexibility and says anytime you can work flats into a look, props to your mama. It's out of this world.
2: Out of this world. I was totally out of this world.
0: Audience, 93% out of this world, 7% lost in space. The Blaze call forward Melissa and Erica as they are safe, leaving Coco, Eva, Victoria, Kendra, Abora Hoso, and Astrid as the tops and bottoms. Do you agree? Now someone said that Erica should have been in the top and not safe.
2: I was just her out with. Wait, who are the tops then? Um,
0: the tops would have been well so the winner of the challenge is Hoso but it's a double fiction double fiction, double feature science show Victoria wins as well so those are two of the tops we have Abora and Hoso uh, Astrid I think should have beaten Hoso here Abora, Kendra, or Bottoms leaving Coco, Astrid, and Eva safe
1: yeah no I think that's all fitting mm. I agree with that
0: yeah i would have put coco as like in the safe cauldron not getting critiques and i would have put um erica as a someone getting critiques probably personally but they wanted to talk about that gun yeah I, I think ashwood should have been a winner over at hoso personally because again we as we discussed i think we've seen this from hoso it's just a different
2: different solo items
0: yeah Now in the cauldron, we zoom right in on Alaska's face on the served vodka bottle. (laughs) Kendra believes that she should stay over Abora as she's a fucking alien. What is she again? Abora says she tries to stand out by being different and ends up in the bottom every time. And Coco will very respectfully counter her and say if she spends less time on what she thinks makes her different and focus more about what makes her her, she would blow her own mind. And I was like, yes this is the conversations that i want to keep hearing i don't need all the petty bullshit like that's the conversation you want to help your sister say that
1: Uh
0: kendra will say that she and abora have the same tracker track record but it is pointed out by erica that abora has already been sent home i like when she speaks out that's so good good job erica Coco believes if given the chance to say she thinks kendra could apply the critiques to improve her look but she feels she's just in her head and I counter that by saying, Coco, um, where's she going to get the look? She's are already on filming. She can't go buy new shit.
1: Yeah, I mean, I know. I don't know. I.
2: I'm, I, I don't know. Well, Kendra
0: is going to start to cry. as She doesn't know what to do anymore. Astrid will say that a lot of them are feeling that way. And Eva feels her, too, as well as she says, like, she went from the top to look at the bottom's ass.
1: <laughs>
0: erica will say that try being safe in two weeks of not hearing much of anything
1: oh, um,
0: and i'm just feeling like there's some, like sour milk in the room
1: oh i'm in safe i'm safe i get to live another day girl get out now abora is
0: not here for the whinies from the safe girls and victoria doesn't get why they're mad being safe as she'd be happy to just get by if they're not up to Abora states states that the bottom girl should be thankful for the pinpointed critiques as she is in the top again. Um, Astrid states that, sorry, but she's bothered and is in the top and not win. And again, this is a moment brought to you by Astrid as we will have a hilarious montage of Astrid bitching about being in the top with the star-spangled banner as the underscoring. This was a very geometric moment. Um, Astrid is very clueless here. I love it. And I want to know what her reaction was watching this back
2: she probably stands by it some of the things she was saying
0: like out of context were so bad and she wonders why she's even called a brat on the internet because um you, you you're a brat um mm-hmm. she's not not a brat ready behavior
1: i love her but you know it's not it can't all be in the edit. she
0: is getting her television moments
1: and she's so talented. It's just like, she it's is. really hard to watch her act. So it comes across ungrateful grateful and bratty. Yeah, it's really hard because she literally could. Ru- she's another one who could just rule this competition. I agree. if She just kept the professionalism about it all.
0: Now at the table, Abora feels very unimportant if she sits with Kendra as they both are about to have their fates decided and they just don't care. Kendra says that it's not that the others don't care, it's that they're watching their own back, which is what Abora is just learning about how to do. We will hear Eva say that she has constantly been going back and forth to Abora to make sure they're okay, but right now she's feeling for once she has to think about herself based on how she placed. To which Abora will now say to Kendra that she's a true friend, and if I were Eva watching this back, I would have texted her immediately and say, so what am I the rest of the time?
1: Uh, that was shady.
0: Abora will start to hold her tongue so she doesn't get herself in trouble. Melissa is going to call Kendra and Abora over to the group so they can all have the last moments together. And remember that holding the tongue she said literally seconds earlier? She's getting mouthy already. Coco will tell Kendra that if she ended up taking her black ass home that she would be disappointed and starts to literally choke up. And Abora's like, don't die to get out of saying something nice. I thought that was very funny and very cute. <laughs> Coco says she wants her to stay because she feels there's so much more to show. Eve believes Kendra will go home based on the critiques and that's how she feels. Victoria agrees. She loves her to death, but that's how she's feeling, so at least they're getting the honesty that they begged them to have in the uh, boudoir. So what about Hosa? Well, once again, she's wishy-washy as she doesn't want Abora to go home, but she doesn't want Kendra to go home. She's an Abora fangirl and says that she is the most inspiring artist living on the earth and is like... Girl, come on.
1: Gluck, gluck.
0: Um... Hoka will ask Hoso directly, no matter what, who is in the bottom with Abora. Will she always pick Abora? And she basically says yes. Um, and Erica believes that Hoso would put herself up for extermination if it was Jeez. her and Abora. <laughs> Love, man, it's wild. Do you think she would self-eliminate herself if it was her and Abora?
1: No, Can't because I think she's week. playing this game.
0: I we just have that one game. week. I want that one week. I want to see her and Abora next to each other. No, I want like to see Abora
2: her. and Astrid. Ooh, shade
0: um astrid will say that she thinks abora is going home as she now suddenly is angry at her what did we miss when did this shift happen um she says she thinks her sense of ego is doing her in and she will lash out at her and say her lack of confidence and ego are directly related
1: isn't it funny <laughs> we, we
0: we missed that middle part where where did this astrid turn on abora come
1: what do you think but also also like who are you to talk about somebody's ego being their downfall right like girl (laughs) especially when it was hers
0: uh on her first season
1: truly Mm -hmm. melissa
0: tells abora that she's been in her head and looks defeated and thinks that's why she's going home erica will piggyback on that and abora will work away walk away and call them all cunts causing the rest of the room to get very angry start fuming and
1: well i can't wait to see what happens next week i'm so excited
0: now again we have to question everything was this put on or is this real emotions
2: it felt put on it felt like they weren't even really being emotional all the emotion came up in the interviews because like in the actual moment abora just said okay you cunts and then like no one reacted and then right. in the confessionals that's oh, what'd she say oh my god eh.
1: i feel like they're also just so desensitized like at least i'm desensitized by abora at this point everything she says i'm like it's for the show it's for the cameras maybe this is her truth and to that go off baby but it comes across as presentation everything she's doing it seems like she's doing it for the attention And so when she goes off and calls everybody a cunt, I was like, yeah, of course she said it. Like, why not? So, like, I was not moved by it. I'm sure they weren't moved either. And But then, of course, once you get into that interview box, then you want the drama, the television entertainment.
0: It is time to find out who the blaze thinks should go home. They ascend the stairs of souls to the ghostly gallery. And Kendra, she got to make sure that purse is with her. She can't go without that purse. So who's going to get the trap door? It is Kendra. Finally, do we agree, no. Zalika? I know you have an opinion.
2: <laughs> Honest. Okay, here's my thing. I don't agree. Not because. <sighs> okay, sorry, I had a stretch. Um, I <laughs> don't agree. Not because I don't like a Boris drag. Not because I don't like Kendra's drag. But Abora went home first. Abora's been in the bottom every time. Like it's an all-star season. Like a Titan. It's like best of the best. Like, how many chances is this bitch gonna get? Like, she's brought the same. I feel like this week's outfit and last week's out, the first week's outfit were the same. Like literally, they're the, the first week's out the first week's challenge and this week's challenge, the outfits look like pretty much identical. And sure. I just the attitude she's giving and all that, no
0: ran into the right person go home
1: no i definitely don't think so i agree with Zalika; she should have already been gone uh i already said it like you just said as well like nothing's changed nothing's evolved um <laughs> counter both of them drop neither have, of them I'm are giving that... neither of them are giving what the competition has been asking for and they keep getting told that and they keep not changing it so why not just shop them both Mm-mm.
0: Because I think we're looking at it from a contestant doing well on those reality show perspective, and they're looking for, wait, if we keep a board, that's more drama.
1: That's exactly how it feels. That mm-hmm. is a hundo P.
0: It's upsetting. It's very upsetting because like these are incredible drag artists who deserve this platform to show their talents. And we are just watching it get dwindled into petty drama.
1: Mm-hmm. All for the sake of ratings. It discredits their art
0: sucks yeah it really it's really unfortunate but I got some burning questions to finish up this podcast are you ready yes what is Kendra's legacy I mean I will uh, I'll say for what I think it's the basic ass drag and not being right for this platform
2: did she put herself on fire once she sure did that's where legacy. was that that she was talked um, about it in Resurrection.
0: Yeah, she got she burned herself and then she came back for Resurrection and, and did the fire trick. Oh,
2: she redeemed herself with fire. That's her legacy.
1: And it wasn't even on this season. That's <laughs> the one season I missed was Resurrection.
2: It wasn't a season, it was a one episode documentary.
1: Well, I didn't see it. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Being a talented queen in the wrong place at the wrong time.
0: Yeah. Who's gonna be eliminated next? Abora.
1: Abora. (laughs) They're gonna get the drama and then be like, all right, let's be nice and put her out. Take her out to the back of the shed.
0: My wild, wild prediction, and I hope I'm not necessarily right, but kind of like if because I'm ready for the actual like drama when it comes to the competition. Mm
2: -hmm.
0: I think she's gonna win next week.
1: No, don't put that in.
0: She's
2: gonna ever (laughs) quit. I could also, and I don't say this in the mean way, I'm just saying this from a producer a reality show standpoint. I could see Erica going home next week. I too just had that little bit of redemption. Like this week mm-hmm. was like just enough, but like next week I could see them being like, but it wasn't enough.
0: I I could see that happening as well. Um we'll see. But after three episodes, the winner of the season is Victoria. Okay, we got one vote Victoria.
1: I also say Victoria.
0: I'm going to go with Eva still only because when it comes to presence on the season, it, she's just outmatching her. Um, It's going to, I think it's really going to be a head to head match between the two of them. Unfortunately, as much as I think we all admire her drag, I don't think Hoso can win. I don't think Hoso can win simply because of the, antics that are going on this season in the boudoir i just don't see it happening because if you want to say last season being mean to the backstage crew was unprofessional this is never going to fly this is petty petty gay drama
2: have you heard about the spoilers or are we not allowed to address them for the podcast sake
0: i have not heard any spoilers so let's hold off until after we were done recording
2: got it I'll keep my mouth open. <laughs> <laughs> all
0: right well where can we find you both on social media venmo and any projects you want to plug rihanna go first
1: you can find me on grinder scruff and growler under fuzzy wuzzy or if you want to see my drag i am riri nyc that's r-h-i-r-h-i-n-y-c which is also my venmo because there's never a wrong time to tip a poor-ass drag queen that's for sure <laughs> you know <laughs>
2: You can catch me on Instagram at Zalika NYC, that Z is in zebra A is and anal L's and licking eyes and in incest. Haze and in kangaroo, A is in alphabet NYC, like the city I'm in. Or tip me on Venmo at tip the drag queen, tip like my PP, the drag queen, like my job. And you can catch both of us at Hot Mess, the finale, December 7th. Ooh. It's what can be- you
0: spoil? What can, What secrets can you share exclusively on the podcast?
2: Um, so all the contestants know the format now, so I guess I could actually say this for the first time out loud. Instead of doing a normal drag competition, we are doing it so this way it's all about the people competing. The first round is going to be an impromptu create an outfit out of whatever I give you challenge while it's a Q&A. The second round is going to be a duet with judges that are on the judges' panel. And the third will be our lip sync Lollapalooza smackdown for the crowd.
0: Fun, fun, fun.
1: Yeah.
2: Well.
0: This was a fabulous time. Thank you for journeying through space with me.
1: Thank you for having us. Thank you for
0: tolerating my yawning. A big thank you to Zalika and Rhiannon for coming on. Subscribe to your favorite podcast platform and leave us a review while you're there. And don't forget to visit buymeacoffee.com slash blocktalk to show support for the pod. If you have any questions or comments, drop me a line at thininthenown.com via our question link. Like, listen, love. Until next time, I'm Michael Block, and that was Block Talk. Thank yeah. you.